The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm here, Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. I landmark in Kali for 99 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada Bilachbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansini, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Relying on our own wisdom and self-taught righteousness could lead us to wrong choices and direction. But when we cast all into our Savior Jesus and live for Him, we will soon discover that our life will become more fulfilling and abundant. 
our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will sing this uplifting song entitled, Jesus is All the World to Me. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano, Rose Pahakukara on the organ. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen.
Salvation is fully free to each and every one of you out there in our TV audience. The steps are simple. One must be blood washed, water washed, spirit filled, and living the life. Although the steps may be easy, the task to get there may be harder for some. Start your journey with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so that you can hear him say, come up hither. Our church band under my leadership will play the song entitled, Just a Closer Walk with Thee.
John 14, 6 writes, Jesus says unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Soon and very soon, viewers, we are going to see the King. Our soloist this morning, Christy Hahn, will sing this encouraging and inspiring song entitled, One Day. Accompanying Christy will be Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Protein on the guitar, and myself on the piano. Yes, one day we will see face to face 
Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter, the seventeenth verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. For the second selection of church choir will delight us in this robust and uplifting song entitled "He Made Everything New." Please join in singing with us by following the words on your television screen. So far down I had drifted, only trying to 
The presence of the Lord in our lives should always be a blessing. Therefore, we should give thanks to God and praise Him for the things He has done, is doing, and will do in our lives. Blessed with many multiple talents are the men and women of our church orchestra under the leadership of Evansbrook Sr. playing this heartwarming song entitled, It's Just Like His Great Love. different people in the world, people who are happy, those who are sad, troubled ones, and even those who have nothing nice to say about anything. No matter what type of person you may be, God is no respecter of persons. He looks at the heart. Our next group known as the Jubilees, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will sing this thought-provoking song entitled Grumblers. 
playing the background music on the piano will be Christy Hahn. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Kayla Bettencourt of Hilo, Hawaii.
And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station kqta TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloha, Hawaii, by Pastor Hannibal Espara in Bologo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espara in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. The greatest teacher I know is the Lord. Through the Holy Spirit, we learn and accept His teachings without exceptions. Do you call the simple fisherman whom He pressed into His service? 
they heard the gospel, believed with all reservations, repented of their sins, and were baptized in the name of Jesus. Then along with the Lord, they became fishers of men whose primary goal was to bring souls to Jesus. Thus, viewers, the main purpose of my TV sermon, labor not for which the meat which perisheth, is to bring Jesus to you and cause you to realize how serious and necessary his salvation is for every participant out there in our viewing audience. On the first Monday of each September, we celebrate Labor Day. However, every day is Labor Day for the true born-again Christian. In essence, what should be living to witness and win souls for Jesus? Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 3, 9, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. We all need to learn the lesson of working together in harmony, not for self, but for God. Some people work for daily sustenance, some to pay for a home or to educate their children. Only a few can truthfully say, I am working with God and for God. The whole world has no respect for one who is lazy, but honors a man who works hard, honestly and diligently. History was made by workers and idlers alike. When we look at God's work, however, we see that it has been carried on by those who were willing to put their shoulders to the gospel wheel. Jesus tells us in John 9, 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. This means to work while one still has his vigor, vitality, and energy. All too soon, one's health and strength fail him, for time passes rapidly and he suddenly finds himself without his well-being and plagued by those common ailments which accompany old age. And gone forever is the golden opportunity that was his to have served the Lord at peak capacity. Read in Psalms chapter 90, verses 9, 10, and 12. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet it is the strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. The greatest tragedy of the Depression was that so many men were taught that work was unnecessary, since the government or someone else would support them. We find that at the present time we are headed for another depression because of this attitude. But being idle is not God's way. Six days shalt thou labor is the commandment of the Lord. God said to Adam in Genesis 3:19, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return to the ground. For out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. In 2 Thessalonians 3.10, we find one of Paul's remarks to the Thessalonians, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. I believe it is perfectly all right for us to support those who cannot work because of valid reasons. But still, charity is no substitute for honest work. The city of Corinth collapsed into oblivion because its citizens became so wealthy they ceased to work. Rome waxed great in power and wealth, but became a nation of idlers. She lived on taxes extorted from others. Her power filled with decay and wickedness, perished from the earth. I'm afraid our nation is fast becoming a nation of idlers. Men everywhere are crying for less work and more pay. 
many have lost their ambition and incentive to do an honest day's work. It is a very serious condition when people live as parasites upon the sweat and toil of others. This breaks down morale and breeds worthless citizens. However, I want to talk to you about an elite group of workers who have the special distinction of being laborers in the vineyards of God. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. He said, my father worketh hitherto, and I work. The father's business requires haste. We read in John 4, 34 to 36, Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. There is so much to do and so little time in which to do it. The fields are white unto harvest. Thus, TV viewers, do you have a place of service in these fields? Are you working for the Lord or for self? You must learn two things in order to be successful. You must learn to work, and you must learn to work with others. Listen to Psalm 133.1. Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. In unity there is strength and victory, which brings us to the need for cooperation. When King Solomon led the people in erecting God's temple, he employed 70,000 burden bearers. In addition, there were 80,000 hewers of stone laboring in the mountains who never came near the temple, and skillful men numbering in the hundreds working with gold, silver, and brass. During the past World War, there were millions of servicemen giving and doing their best for America. All those different branches of the service were concerned, all worked together as a great and unified team towards the common goal of winning the war. One of the most obvious and best examples of unity was the war in the Persian Gulf in Desert Storm. In that encounter, coalition forces of the United States and other member countries of the United Nations banded together to fight a common enemy, Iraq. Other countries that did not send in armed forces provided financial or moral support instead, as did Japan and Russia. Still others that were not of the coalition had the most difficult task of all to perform, and such a monumental task fell upon Israel, which was asked to hold back and do nothing at all in retaliation for each missile attack it experienced. As stressful as the entire situation was, each stood fast in its commitment, and after only several months, the war came to a quick end. As a result, thousands of lives were saved and bloodshed for the coalition was a bare minimum. And this miraculous story of success is due to the fact that the coalition performed in total unity. Let this truly be a lesson to each and every one of us on how unity can serve and fulfill great purposes and goals. Yes, there would never have been a temple in Jerusalem had the people not worked together in unity. On the day of Pentecost, 120 were gathered together in one mind, in one heart, and in one accord. They were rewarded by being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue or language. The phrase, united we stand, divided we fall, still rings true today. Men have learned to work with God in material ways. The forces of electricity have existed throughout time because God put them here, but it was up to man himself to harness this great power. God puts rich soil upon the earth, but he leaves it to man to cultivate this soil. He puts metals and minerals in the bosom of the earth, but he expects man to find, extract, and use them. We have always had the atom, but only in recent years have men worked with God in ways that enable them to find the power contained in these atoms. 
God wants us to be involved in other matters too, such as bringing forth the beauty in human souls and helping to transform lives through His power. Jesus tells us in Matthew 28:18, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. God holds the world in the hollow of His hands. When a person is born again of water and of the Spirit, he is transformed into a new creature in Christ Jesus. The necessity of the new birth stems from natural man's inability and infancy to see or enter into the kingdom of God without it. No matter how gifted, moral, or refined he may be, natural man is absolutely blind to spiritual truth and unable to enter God's kingdom of his own accord, for he can neither obey, understand, nor please God. The highest degree one can receive from the Lord is a BA degree, for until one is born again, he cannot receive the covetous degree. Reading John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water means to be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. We read in Acts 2, 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues or in unknown language, the only evidence, according to the Bible, which can be used to confirm that one has been baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul tells us that baptism is essential to salvation. Baptism is a type of death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And why is the name of Jesus so important in baptism? It is the only saving name according to Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Yes, whatever we do in word or deed must be done in the name of Jesus Christ. I beseech those of you in the viewing audience who have not done so to accept the Lord Jesus as your Savior, Master, and Lord, and you will experience the greatest joy in your lives. Our major tasks here on earth are to win souls for Jesus, to help in His behalf, to live faithfully, and to spread the gospel to this lost and dying world by giving of our time and substance. Thus, when the moment comes that we meet Jesus in heaven, surely we will hear Him say to each of us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. I would like to share an experience with you. One day I was watching three men working at the construction site of a great building. I asked one man what he was doing. He said, I am mixing motor. To the same question, the second man responded, I am working for $20 per day. The third man replied as he looked towards heaven, I am building a great church where men might come and worship God in the beauty of holiness. The last man had within the right concept of true labor. He was not laboring just for today, but for all the days that were to come even after his own earthly passing. We read in John 6, 27, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Therefore, TV viewers, put your hand in the nail-pierced hand of Christ and be willing to labor and be spent for him. Judgment is one of the major topics in the Word of God. Paul spoke to the group of intellectuals. He re we read in Acts 17, 30-31, At the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he hath ordained. 
whereof he had given assurance unto all men, in that he had raised him from the dead. God guaranteed judgment when he raised Jesus from the dead. God does not always wait until the end of life to pay off. We often have to face judgment right here. This is an old saying that a young man must sow his wild oats. If he does, he is going to reap the harvest. Paul tells us in Galatians 6, 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now this text was meant primarily for true born-again Christians. God is saying sins must be paid for both here and in the hereafter. Just picture Jesus dying on the cross. Why is he hanging there? Why is he suffering? Why is he dying? He had never committed a sin, nor had he ever attained an evil thought. Jesus was dying there in judgment. He was paying for your sins and mine. He made sin for us. All our sins and the sins of the world were laid upon him. Sin had to be punished, and God's wrath fell upon him instead of us. Jesus said on one occasion, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. The Son was lifted up on the cross, and those who look to him today and obey his commandments will be saved. Thus, we look at Christ on the cross. We see that he is taking the sinner's place. Reading Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. There were three hours of darkness while he hung on the cross. This is also a picture of judgment. We are told that in the judgment, those who have rejected Christ will be cast into outer darkness. Thus, this darkness fell upon the earth while he hung upon the cross. This is a picture of the awful darkness which will surround sinners in their eternal doom. Christ has also made a curse for us, as we read in Galatians 3.13. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Just think of it. He was the greatest person that ever lived. He opened the eyes of the blind. He caused the lame to walk, and he cast out devils. He healed the sick, and he raised the dead. His every touch was tender and blessed. Think of one like him, being made in a cursed thing, but he bore it all for you and me. Therefore, we see that Calvary is the picture of judgment. The judgment which fell on Jesus because of our sins. This was Jesus' payday. He didn't deserve, but he bore it all for us. Now we look at Christian's payday. That is one who is saved but commits sins after he has been saved. What is he to do about it? Something that he is lost and has to be saved again. No, as we are born only once, so we are born again only once. If a child of God sins, God will punish him right now. That chastisement will be for his or her own good. When you see your neighbor's children doing wrong, you do not punish them. But when your own children do wrong, you punish them. Well, God sees the devil's children in sin, and he doesn't chastise them. He saves them for the punishment of hell. But when he sees his own children doing wrong, he chastises them because he loves them. Reading Hebrews 12, 5 to 7, And ye have forgotten that exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he received. 
If you endure chastening, God delivereth you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But here's a wonderful thing. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. What does that mean? It means that if we sin and then sit in judgment upon ourselves, hating ourselves for what we have done, and if we confess our sins and get them out of our lives, we will then escape the rod of God. That's the way it is in a family. A boy does something wrong and immediately realizes it. He runs to his father and in tears confesses his wrong and asks his father to forgive him. The father is not likely to punish him, but if the boy goes his way continually doing wrong, then when the father catches him, he will surely use the rod. We read Proverbs 23, 13 to 14, Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. It is the same way with God. Therefore, television viewers, if you have something wrong in your lives, hurry and confess it. Turn away from it, lest your punishment be severe. Now, let's think of the Christian's payday for his works. God is wonderful. He saves us, then he promises to pay us for the work that we have done in his name. We read Matthew 16, 27. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then shall he re reward every man according to his works. Here's the biblical order of an upcoming event. Jesus was come in the air to rapture his very own, both living and dead. Those who are water-washed, blood-washed, spirit-filled, and walking in the light. Through the Apostle Paul, we know that we shall not all sleep, that the dead in Christ shall rise first, and that living saints shall be changed and caught up to meet the Lord in the air at his return. And this is the next greatest event that is going to take place upon this earth. There will be many, many, many per missing persons. Are you going to be one of them? I hope so. He will then set up the judgment seat. That throne will be the site of reward or payment. He will judge all the works that you and I have done for him and reward us accordingly. If our works were done for God's glory, then he will richly reward us for our works. In the Bible, viewers, a crown is a picture or symbol of reward. The Bible mentions several crowns which will be given to certain ones at the judgment seat. There will be the soul winner's crown. It will be a crown of rejoicing. If you have won a single soul to Jesus, you will receive this crown at the judgment seat. The more souls you bring to Christ, the more stars you will have upon your crown. Then there is the crown of life, which will be given for faithfulness. Revelation 2.10 declares, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Therefore, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the Church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Our church band will close another hour of sweet fellowship with a song entitled, In the Service of the King.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.